the killer pod from outer space presents watch this or die Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Killer Pod from Outer Space. My name is Vinny. I'm here with my good brother, Jeff, as always. What's up, party people? And then we got the producer. Good evening. Forgot to introduce you last time. Yeah. But you're here. I'm here. That was. It's unusual that you're doing this because it's a watch us or die. Mm-hmm. For a long time, it's been Jeff. We're going to bang out a few of these over the mm-hmm. next... Uh, month or so so settle in people i actually we had to go through which one i'm supposed to use because well, we don't use it very often yeah <laughs> we're yeah, gonna sprinkle some... we're gonna sprinkle in some lists as well but Ooh. uh oh bunch of watches or dies we got strobe lights no losing a little pe- power uh-oh producer man's coming uh hot off the big birthday turn yes, 21 yeah Woo! I wish. Bad deal. So We're going to take you to the no, bar. He's going to have so a my, beer with us. So I had a doctor's appointment, a virtual doctor's appointment yesterday, and she goes, you're middle 30. She takes her mask down and smiles at me. I was like, really? Oh, I was harsh. like, I was like, way to make me feel old. <laughs> I don't even know what that <laughs> Says <means>. Jeff. <laughs> That's harsh. Yeah. Oh. Well, she criticized me because now I'm in my mid 30s because I'm 33. So <laughs> 33. Get out of here. So Jeff, right off the bat, let me throw something at you. Yeah. Why the... F- I thought we were done talking sports. 76ers. Now we're coming off a big first round win with that. You know, you don't have to do stuff like that off your phone. I, you know, you could yeah, just I tell just, me ahead of time. Didn't you know. I didn't know how to tell you about it without him hearing. There's a whole yeah. thing. Now, nah, man, Seth Curry coming up huge. Maxi. Dude, I love that kid. Me too. So I said when, when I first saw him play, like the beginning of the season, it's like this kid looks like he's out of NBA jam. He's a slashing a thr- uh, sla- slashing guard that I haven't seen in like since the nineties. Yeah, he's like <laughs> he's all over the court, but not like you know sporadic or like losing control. He's he's got control. He has so much confidence. Just I love that kid. Floating layups and yeah, yeah. Wild. Um, that crossover last night on Beal was very nice. Was so nice. Was nice. Um, but real quick with the sports thing before, because this might be a non-Philadelphia issue. Why don't they have 76ers jerseys? They and where do you even get jerseys nowadays? They did. I can't find them because uh, I, I want a maxi one. Yeah, good luck with that, I think, then. I've seen them, but it's, it's been a minute since I looked. But they had the Philly, the Phila blue with the Dropbox lettering um, with, like, Simmons and Embiid and Harris. I've seen them before. Yeah, I just want a classic jersey. Yeah. I mean... Um, so I went to Rally House thinking I'd pay more, but be able to find one. Yeah, no, they had their a selection. Huge, huge selection of Phillies, huge selection of yeah. Flyers, Eagles, and then nothing for Sixers. Yeah, their Sixers section in the mall, at least, is like a corner. It's very tiny. Yeah. Um, yeah, NBA stuff's weird like that. Um, you can't find Embiid anything right now. Well, I can imagine. Yeah. But Simmons stuff still lying around. Like, I just wanted the. I, I wanted a jersey. I wanted the, the new black with Boathouse Row. Embiid mm-hmm. can only find Simmons. Um, at Rally House, they only had the shirt with Boathouse Road. No, actually, I would no like, name on I'd back. like that better. But Rally House is expensive, though. Yeah, well, fancy, um, fancy pants stuff. To go into wrestling, oh, well, just Embiid and wrestling because we haven't been on uh, since. <laughs> that was great. awesome. Yeah, 
It, it, the all the talk. I mean, it was all over sports radio. Like there was wrestling talk in sports radio. I uh, was doing yard work the day after that game, and they're talking about wrestling. So I called in, and uh, I forget the producer's name for Miss Nelly's show. I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to talk about uh, the Degeneration X." And he's like, "All right, well, like, do you have a sports point?" And I was like, "Yeah, Degeneration X and Joel Embiid." And he's like, "All right, fine." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, DX that is sports, sports entertainment. So let me segue from Sixers talk into our beers because it's very hand in hand. I'll tell you what, you just did like three segues in a row and they were very good. Did I? Yeah. Well, nice. we're, getting, we're getting kind of good at this. Yeah. Um, so tonight, to go along with this theme, we have Monstars Double Dry Hopped Double IPA from Imprint Brewing Company. Imprint's becoming another one of our show favorites along with uh, Beer Zombies. And Imprint is much more local, right, yes. right here in uh, Hatfield, PA, and Potsdam, PA. And this is their, um, they came out with this before the playoffs came out, but I was saving it for the playoffs, especially after a round one win. But yeah, it's got, nice. a, cool, it's got a cool hop monster on it doing a crushing slam dunk with his arm falling off for some reason. It looks like they took like, uh, like a rat fink or something, not rat fink, but like the dude driving the hot rod. Oh, uh, yeah. Just, like, it does look like that. They just kind of adjusted his face a little bit. Yeah. Cool though. Yeah, I like the can a lot. I was it's very appropriate for the W. Oh yeah. That's uh, nice. That's hoppy. A little sweet, very smooth. Oh, I like it. Yeah, it does taste very Hops. good. So, Smells completely different than I thought it was gonna taste too. I'm gonna try to do a better job. It's hard though to not bring Imperial double IPAs. <laughs> Don't worry, I got yeah. one of them lined up for us. <laughs> um yeah, I, I texted. Uh, the, we were joking. I think it was during the last recording about how you can tell I'm pretty drunk if I keep saying thank you, thank you, thank you. And then the end, <laughs> the end of the episode, rambling. Yeah, it's. Um, yeah, we we're doing like two nine percent beers and then like four Rolling Rocks yeah. in between. It's, it's, it's rough by the end. Should we start? <laughs> Jokingly mentioning the crappy beer we're having along with our good beer. I mean, if you want, I well, mean, we're drinking, yeah. I'm not gonna say much about it. It's Moosehead. It's Moosehead. So we always have a, a real nice beer, and then we have some crappy beer, which is basically like you know a glass of water. Yeah, to go along with it. It's kind of a palate cleanser. <laughs> a uh, a Mahoning staple, if you will, the cheap beers. I uh, this is gonna sound weird and dorky, but I got in contact with Lone Star, and they're gonna send me. A list of Southeast PA distributors. I have some in my fridge. No, but I want to get 30 racks. Oh, a 30. Yeah, yeah. the 30 was, uh, that's majestic if you yeah. can find that. So, um, if available, they will send me a list. Cool. So, that's good. I bet you, not to get too inside baseball here, but I bet you in the Poconos we will find it easier than we would find it here. Well, uh, that's probably true. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll get a whole armful of six packs. From yeah, <laughs> I mean, we'll just be like, order us a pallet, bro. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to need it for one night. What do you got for uh, the music front tonight? Man, music. So I was thinking about this earlier today, too. I've been so all over the place. But I've recently, don't get mad at me, I rediscovered an old favorite, a band I completely forgot about, Dying Fetus. Ah, yeah, like completely, like off the, like completely forgot they existed. Just they're, they're, they're in my my playlist, so they come up. Yeah, uh, 
if you're not aware, they're a death metal band. I don't know what would have given it away. <laughs> um, but they're they almost have like a like a thrash element to them too. I don't know. I just uh, yeah, there's some of that. Yeah, there. their singer has like. Was this an urban legend or is this real? Was there a death metal singer or singers who got their vocal cords removed? I never heard of that. All right, maybe it was an urban legend. Yeah, so they could I, like I, sing deeper like or growl deeper or whatever. I mean, there's all kinds of um, messed up and kind of dark methods some of these guys use. Yeah, well, I mean, the dying fetus guy is pretty, pretty dark. Pretty hardcore. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I it's mean, pretty... um, yeah, all kinds of stuff they do to their throat and vocal cords that's like very damaging yeah, for sure. life but helps with or like they get them scraped or something i mean I've, I've heard stuff i don't know but yeah i completely forgot about them um i've been on a cannibal corpse kick lately and they just popped on i was like holy hell how did i forget about mm-hmm. dying fetus um i don't i want to save this band but i don't because i just want to get it out there um and actually it's a little bit of a bummer because they announced the fabled at this point death metal and beer festival finally the the lineup has been announced and we're losing a ton of good bands off of it not that they're, they're not getting replaced but i mean like bands that i was really excited to see and one in particular is necrot uh yeah. I, I really love necrot and they're off the bill now uh, so i don't a bummer. under the headliners i don't really know most of the bands so i'm hoping to make some discoveries well what is it the headlining bands pig destroyer napalm death and what was the third one converge no, well, I converge is Sunday, so we're going to miss that one. No, oh, okay. Uh, well, either way. Yeah. But, but I'm very excited to see Napalm Death. That's going to be super interesting. Yeah. Because age-wise, they're even older than Cannibal Corpse, so wow, uh, <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. But yeah, we lost like Mayhem, Gate Creeper, Necrot. It's kind of a bummer, but at the same time, yeah, maybe some discoveries. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. Um, I always like going, especially like that kind of show. When there's a few bands I don't know. Yeah. If you're not familiar with Necrot, go check them out on Spotify if you're a death metal guy. They're super dark, super awesome. And it's intimidating because they have like 25 albums, but they're like some of them are like three tracks, so it's whatever. Yeah. That's all. Um, I didn't really get into much in music other than um, the whole Spotify thing I was telling you about, but now I don't know how to pull it back up. I don't know. Um, so whatever on that. So, music. L.A. Rats. No. I don't remember if we talked about it when they announced they were doing that band. It was during peak COVID when I just... If we did, it was touched upon briefly. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we talked in depth. But I was just, I was excited. Like I was like, ah. So, it's a, a new super group with Nikki Six, Rob Zombie, and John Five. So, the Nikki Six thing, I was like, ah, I don't know. Why. Well, him and Five are good friends. Okay. So it makes sense. But it sounded cool, and I was excited right, for it. Right, it does. It, it, was does. During, it was during a time when there was no new music, and concerts weren't even a thought in the future yet. And then they come out with their first single, and it is. Did you listen to it? No, I didn't. I, when I saw what it was a cover of, I was like, there's, yeah, this, there's no way this is going to be It's fun. bad, bad. I mean, I believe it. I mean, we'll see what the album looks like, but I was had a lot of high hopes, and then they uh, squashed them pretty quickly. I mean, it's a cover of "I've Been Everywhere." Yeah, <laughs> I've been everywhere, man. Like, and then you just have Rob Zombie doing his like Rob Zombie thing with that, and yeah, mm-mm, mm-mm. yeah I'm not. I wasn't feeling it once I saw what the song was. 
but yeah, it's an exciting. I mean, here's the deal. I don't I don't know if they plan on being original, but like Six writes good songs. Motley Crue, he wrote most of their shit. Yeah. Um, Zombie writes good songs. John Five, I don't know that he writes lyrics, but I mean he writes good music. Yeah. Like I don't even it know who be something. Who is the drummer? What's he from? I didn't even look into that. Oh, I I don't know. I don't. Uh, I think that it's it's like you only ever hear about those three. So yeah. I swear they got a guy. But I mean, if they go original, it has a chance to be pretty damn good. Um, the speaking of Rob Zombie, I was. Uh, Talking about him recently, I don't know if it was the last recording or not, but uh, Blasco, his old bass player, if I can plug another podcast on here, check out the Calibre 666 podcast. They're, uh, they usually interview people within like the horror punk genre or just like the horror kind of style fashion thing, but uh, they did an interview with Blasco, so oh, that's that'll cool. be cool to listen to, yeah. Is it Calibre like the guys? Yeah, all three of them. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll they, check just, that out. they just sit around on like bar stools, microphones, and... Skype with their friend Argyle Goolsby on there. Um, chick from Room Org, like the editor from Room Org mm-hmm. or something. Hmm, that's cool. Yeah, I need I need a new uh, a new show in my lineup, so I'll check that out. Yeah, same here. I think the I love my wrestling ones, but they're becoming few and far between with new material. I think just because people are busy and got things going on. Yeah. The other music thing I got, as far as bad music goes. I forget why I listened to it, but um, a podcast a podcast I was listening to referenced it, and everyone knows it's bad, but good Lord, how did a studio let that Sid Vicious single uh, solo album happen? What, back in the day? Yeah. There wasn't a studio that did it. <laughs> I mean, not a studio, a, um, what's it called? A label. Oh, because there's... Anybody could have there's a label. There's money to be made. Yeah, there's friends. I mean, he was... Oh, that thing is rough. Yeah, it's terrible. It's, um, I mean, it's... The cover of My Way is the only coherent thing. That's the, not even that coherent. I know. The The big deal back then, history lesson time, that was more of a vehicle for the Sid Vicious and Friends shows he would do. So, like, he'd have people who were, like, in the scene play with him. But he's Sid Vicious, so he would just be his normal mess stuff, and he'd be doing a show with, like, I don't know, whoever. But, like, that was the gist. It was like, come see Sid Vicious and Friends. Yeah. And he'd be like, it'd be like Joe Strummer would play with them or something. And it'd be, they'd play, like, some Clash songs and some Sex Pistols stuff, and, like, he'd get money for heroin, essentially, I guess. I mean, that that thing, I mean, it's completely incoherent. Uh, <clears throat> including the My Way cover. Yeah, I can't is, believe you listened. Did you re- listen to it recently? Yeah, like last week. Yeah, when I was a kid. I, I've heard the My Way cover, but I never heard the whole album. Yeah. I knew the My Way cover was bad, but it's like, you know, yeah. folklore and punk. Well, that's what I was going to say. When I was a kid, these things were hard to get a hold of. So when we finally did, I was probably like 18 years old. And I, I loved it because I was like, oh, yeah. But like, yeah, looking back, it's asinine. Bad. What the fuck What's is happening? going on out there? Oh, it's probably my neighbors. Oh. It sounds like it's in the it's, house. Yeah, it sounds like it's right next to me. Uh, if they're walking right by that window. Get out the of here. The call's coming from inside the house. Get out of here, you freaks. Um, that, and there was like a lot of like, like I said, like you would just go to like South Street and go to all the record stores and just look like live Sex Pistols recordings and stuff like that. That's how you would find the shit. And a lot of it's terrible. I mean, I'll be the first to tell you, like, 
I'm a huge Misfits fan, but Evil Live, not a good, not a good performance. <laughs> yeah, but it's like the Misfits. Like it's a it's a show. It's like Kiss. Like who cares? Mm-hmm. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was yeah. um. Well, yeah, I don't talk about that. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> that was awkward and weird. That ghost show just made me so angry. Uh, I'm wearing my ghost shirt, too. Yeah, that's fine, but uh, I don't know if I'm talking about it. Did we talk about it? We've had to bitched about it on here, right? Or I think we bitched about Shane. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen a, a arena full of people who are just like so unwilling Not, to, to care. It's like, you paid for the tickets, right? Like, you came here willingly? That was single-handedly the worst concert crowd I've ever been a part of. In an arena. Yeah. Like the worst. It was bad. It was bad. It was right. bad. Um you have any news? Did you, did you track down any news? I didn't I don't have a lot. I, I have much. a uh story to tell. Okay. But real quick, while I have you here. Oh. This is a weird one. Two while well, um, I have you here. Well that was a let me throw something at you. Oh. This is <laughs> this is a while I have you here. Let me run something by you. This is weird, but I was thinking about it, and now I want to ask you. What ye- four years in history does your soul belong in high school? Or do you think when you went to high school, that was completely fitting? That's fine. <laughs> Absolutely not. But what four years do you think your soul belonged in Actually, high school? Actually, I'll tell you what. 80, like senior in high school? Well, from from freshman to senior year. Oh, you mean four like years. the four years? All right, so like... Probably like 84 to 88. We're brothers. <laughs> yeah, definitely 84 to 88. That's exactly what I picked. Um, I mean, it's pretty easy for me. Well, I mean, I did have, right. a, I did have a second. For, sh- for straight up nerd reasons. So 84 to 88. Uh, probably like 72 to 76. Because there was a lot of like grindhouse shit happening back then. Like. Sketchy. Yeah, but you can't look look at just movies. I know, but that's what I'm saying for nerd reasons only. I don't because I don't I don't see myself fitting in an era, any era that isn't the 80s, just because of the punk rock and the metal scenes. Yeah, like I I was I would not have been a good like disco guy. Uh, I was gonna say my high school years weren't bad in terms of like discovery. They were cool, but like all the cool shit had passed. There was no like cool. New it all, thing. It was all like finding old yes, stuff. Yes, exactly. Which we still would have had in 84 to 88 because we would have been finding that cool grindhouse stuff in the 70s. Yeah, true. Which would have been fun. But the music, top of its game. Yeah. Clothing, top of its game. Music. Um, I also, like, it's weird because I hate now when things like our nerd stuff we like becomes cool. Yeah. Even a, for a second. It's a hassle. But I do like that. Metal was cool then, like it was the genre. Oh yeah, all the um, chicks were like metal. Yeah, out. yeah, like, that's cool. Great. Um, my second set of years, I chose eighty-eight to ninety-two. Would also would have been fun. It's a fun one, but yeah. not as fun. Yeah, I mainly picked that because of Pantera releases. Mm. See, you're basing yours off of one yeah, thing. Yeah. I yeah, I don't know. Like mine, like I said, it was okay, I guess, but. At the same time, it's high school is just about discovery, I guess, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I started high school as a little uh, socially anxious, shy dude, and I stayed that way until uh, forever. But you know, I think the difference between 
let's just say sophomore year and, and senior year is insane. Like I kind of got into the rap thing, which was fine. Like I, especially now when you look at like rap music, I don't get it at all. And I look nope. back at the rap I listened to. I'm like, I really liked it. Now the roles have reversed in the sense that like back then the white kids were trying to be like the black kids. And now the black kids all want to dress like skaters. So like everything's kind of flipped in the fashion sense. Nobody's wearing giant, you know, basketball jerseys and big well big cold chains are still a thing but you know what i mean it's, it's when i was style. in high school the the kids trying to be uh gangster it was it was all about long t looney tune shirts nah, where the looney tune shirts were like i know you're they, talking they were doing it. weird stuff that was after my gen that was all like yeah. go to the franklin mills mall and get a weird looney tune shirt yeah. <laughs> um but yeah i was a little like thug wannabe kid um and it is what it is, but like it's almost like a like I graduated high school, and it's like within that winter of like graduating high school, it was like bump schmedium t-shirts, misfits uh, everything. Like it just like it's like when you're a kid, and all like we were just talking about like all that hair metal stuff that I was like brought up on. Like well, at a point that becomes like not cool, and everyone makes fun of you for it. So you lose it and then you go into what's cool because you want to fit in and then eventually you just rediscover stuff that you already knew about yeah i never um yeah i never really lost it because because of the way that worked out with my i wouldn't say a group lo- of friends like i wouldn't say i lost it but i'd say like i definitely gave in to just like dressing like a thug kid and i i've had a very very brief stint of that because that was just because i was dating yeah. a girl that was down with that you know what's tough too about that and this was me personally i love jerseys i love sneakers and i love jerseys you so, love sneakers a lot more i yeah. only wear vans and it was super easy to be like oh shit the mavs got a new jersey well i gotta go get that dirk jersey in like a 5xl so like that's what i did but it was a lot of it was just like dude that jersey's fly i like that a lot yeah i do love a good jersey yeah same i'm, I'm a huge jersey nerd uniforms in general that was like my biggest thing playing video games like when are they gonna put that uniform in the game producer where's your soul belong in high school my soul your soul is mine Fatality. as far as what what are you, are you listening are you here i i was sorry i was distracted by some scouting stuff so, so. um my question for jeff tonight was if you if you went to high school the the perfect time for you that's fine but where do you think your soul belonged like what four years in history do you think your soul belonged in high school uh i don't know maybe late 70s early 80s uh just because of the i was listening to like sticks ario speedwagon oh, yeah. stuff like that because yeah, because the first ever concert i went to a bloomsburg fair ario speedwagon right. my dad took me there and uh i went to see sticks one time live and i've seen them like 16 times now so I just listened to them all through high school, college. So right. we got a, a stick fanatic, and then, well, and they were at the they were at their prime, like in the you know because Pieces of Eight came out in '78, and then it just went from there. So I would have to say no later than like '85, like anywhere between the late '70s to '85. Who are okay. you taking, Sticks or Journey? Journey. Yeah, I'm going Journey. So well. because of my love for Sticks, I'll take Sticks. Yeah. Journey's fantastic, though. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, there two, go the headphones. <laughs> two ears are sweating. Two uh, really good '80s pop bands. Oh, well, '70s really, I guess, but yeah. into the '80s. Um, yeah, that, that's a good All question. Right. Though I, I love thinking about that. That's a, one of those things where I was like, oh god, if I was in high school, 
when like the crew was running wild and miss oh god yeah that would have been a blast yeah and like if we were out in like the west coast especially oh well changing geography that's a whole other oh yeah rewritten history we'd be hanging out at the uh at uh, old hollywood boulevard and the rainbow mm-hmm. getting lit up with lemmy <laughs> god we'd have been like 16 they didn't care um I would like to share an experience I had last weekend. Yes. I was at Monster Mania. You're not very excited. Well, well I know you're at Monster Mania. I'm jealous. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. Wanted to make you jealous. I had a busy weekend. Uh yeah, you you hit the, the Philly uh Yeah, Philly Punk, Punk Rock, Rock Flea market. market. Um got some patches and a Monster Mania. And I just want to say, and I know my opinion don't mean shit. And they already announced today that they're going back to Cherry Hill August fourteenth and sixteenth. Yes. Really? Yeah. That's surprising and disappointing. News. Oaks is where it's at. They, I know we've had this talk before where he's got the sweetheart deal with Cherry Hill and he's never going to change no matter how big it gets. The sweet what deal? Sweetheart deal where they don't charge him as much. Because, so Oaks cost him a little bit too much money? I mean, I don't know if Oaks did, but I know that that's why he won't move it out of Cherry Hill. That's a very bad decision. My God. So let me talk about this real quick. The vendor situation, maybe it was more, maybe it was the same, but it seemed like a lot more. Now, granted, it was hot as hell, but whatever. It's hot as hell when you're in the convention anyway because there's so many people. Lots of good vendors. Like, you didn't have the stupid, no offense if you're into it, I'm rolling my eyes, I'm sorry. Like, they didn't have the vampire fang maker guy or, like, the guy that makes the dolls or, like, they had a lot of, like, merch dealers, a lot of, like, um... Was was uh, Studio House there? No, you know, Studio House wasn't there. Troma wasn't there. Um, but, like, London 1888 was there. They've never been to what one. What about... Um, Fright Rags wasn't there. Really? Yeah. What about... So maybe, maybe that's why... Like, maybe that's too far for them? I don't know. Maybe, so maybe that, like, he wants the Philly vendors to go to Cherry Hill. What about uh, that sweet... I forget their name. That um, art print and poster... No, so Damn. not no no prints and poster people really. Like there were print people, but not. I know what you're talking about, like the movie prints and like the cool like posters. All the ones like that I've yeah, no, a lot years. of art people, like people who draw and paint kind of thing. Okay, um, but like lots of good vendors. Um, Rough Cut Fan Club. I got a shirt from them. I really like their stuff. I had never even heard of them. Uh, Horror Gods was cool. Um, it, it, Your coffee it, place? Yeah, uh, Catfight Coffee was there. Um, but just, it felt bigger. It felt better. It felt felt more, more organized. Yes. More organized, more impressive. Like it's never going to get shut down by the fire department. Right. They fucked up and brought in too many people. So that's still probably single handedly. One of the most disappointing days of my life. Yeah. Same. That was a drive too. It was like an hour and a half in traffic, like from yeah, Phoenixville. We had no idea the bad stuff was happening. We're yeah. all excited talking yeah. about it and. Getting lunch and that was yeah. awful, but it was great. Um, it was a good time. It, it should stay that way, or it should get a bigger space because what it could be compared to what I've been in, it's like night and day. When you told me, um, when you texted me and said how nice it was in Oaks and like how great everything was, like it didn't even it was immediate in my mind as I read your text. I was like, all right, good. That means they're staying in Oaks. Yeah, you would think at least through like the nice season. But he's going right back to Jersey in August, um, which is a shame. But I mean, look, I want to go. <laughs> what was there? I mean, there's only five guests. Maybe Atkins was one of them. Line, 
never died down all day. And I'm not kidding you when I say it was like 95 degrees and the sun was beating down. The man had like a wet towel around his neck. <laughs> and I just, I, I was like, I'm not waiting in that line. I want to, but like I can't. Yeah. I just can't. There's too much I want to do I wonder here. why his line wasn't that brutal when, when we met him. Yeah, I, I think maybe in the years with like Joe Bob's driving and like other people like he's maybe kind of escalated in stature to people or maybe just because he's getting up there in age and people know he's not gonna be coming out that much much longer um but they announced they did announce cherry hill and the maryland one maryland has joe bob and robert england i think all they announced for philly so far was uh, or cherry hill was uh sean cunningham okay but I, I was disappointed to see that. I was like, man, yeah, the, so. the Oaks thing was such a smashing I just never, success in my I, head. I just feel like I'm never going to trust that Cherry Hill one again. No, I mean, look, and you have to take this into consideration. These people, these vendors, they all do the same loops. So now you got New Jersey Horicon at the showboat. You got PA Horicon at, in Allentown. In reality, they're all getting guests. They're all getting a lot of the same vendors. I mean, at the Punk Rock Flea Market and Monster Mania, I saw two of the same vendors. So, like, well, yeah, it was back to back days, that right? Makes sense. So, like, it's not. You may be missing something somewhere, but it's not like you're gonna be disappointed. I think with any of them, and if you want to save yourself the trouble of what. I don't know what the changes are. I know like they only sell tickets online now and they have an app and, and all this crap, but I still, after like that day, yeah, I'll never trust monster mania in cherry Hill again. Yeah. Again. I mean, the, if you've ever been to monster mania in cherry Hill, the bar situation alone should just tip you off to how big of a mess it is. Well, that's not there. Like there's not, that's I mean, the hotel, but the hotel should know. Like, hey, we got a convention in here. Maybe we should put on more than one bartender, more than one 70 year old. Yeah. Bartender. One, like, uh, um, yeah, that, that part's true. Like, <clears throat> what kind of hotel does, uh, yeah, well, you know, busy weekend, uh, Sherry, you're, you're on. <laughs> well, and then also, so that was, we should give them credit. That was in the beginning when the bars, then they started adding, they had the bar and they would set up little beer stations yeah. throughout yeah, the convention that's fair. and that made that's things fair. a lot better. Yeah. Um, well, I still want to go in August. Yeah, so I'll give I mean, them, I'll give them one more shot. If it's a shit show, then I'm done with them. Yeah. But as far as Monster Mania and Oaks, uh, you know, a lot of the staples were missing. There weren't a whole lot of people selling movies. Um, there was one table selling, like, Vinegar Syndrome and Severn. Um, I wonder what that's all about. VHS, so PS, no... VHS PS was there. Okay. And that's where you got um, I picked up My Best Friend is a Vampire. Yeah, that's a good pick And up. I'm super stoked to throw that on. Uh, if you don't know what VHS PS is, it is um, VHS Preservation Society. So they just take VHS cuts of movies and put them on the disc and you have them forever. And I have Motel Hell and one of my favorite childhood movies, Body Slam, starring Roddy Piper and Dirk Benedict. Uh, I have them on that and I love watching them. There's nothing like that gritty VHS feeling. It's great. And some movies are just meant to be seen that way. Like when I watch Sleepaway Camp, I watch the VHS version on Shout Factory TV. So. Yeah, I agree. Some some movies are just yeah. it's the old men in us, but... Yeah, what we grew up with <laughs> the old, the old man. I mean, I'm watching. You know, like I watched Cruel Jaws the other night and and <laughs> on Blu-ray. I'm so excited it, to watch. It's that. it's it's a fun one, but goddamn, it's, like you think about that, like Cruel Jaws on Blu-ray, yeah. huh? It's just a rip. thanks 2021. <laughs> yeah, lovely shit. Um, oh, sorry, I've been I've been rambling. You made I? me think of something when you were talking about Monster Medium. I don't know. I lost it though. 
I don't know. I already requested off for all the conventions. I went through the other night with the lady pockets, and I was like, "I'm the uh, Ohio one." No, the local one. So okay. anything in Jersey and PA, I've taken off for. So plus my Mahoning the, dates. What's the list? Uh, there's in October in Allentown. They're doing the horror side show market again, which is like a small thing. Any good? It was fun last time. It was worth going. I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, then in Allentown, PA Horicon, they're doing like their big one in the hotel. That's in August, I believe, too. Uh, the NJ Horicon, I think September. I'd have to look at all these dates yeah, again. Yeah. I'm just riffing here. Um, and then Monster Mania, August 14. I'm waiting to see when Camp Blood Weekend will be because that's actually holding up a couple things. Dude, I can't tell you how nervous I am about that. Um, I mean, you can because you do all the time, but there's like very concerned. There's this block of August 20th till like after Memorial Day where I'm like, all right, I can't do any of these nine things that I want to do until I see when Camp Blood Weekend is because I can't miss that. I was talking to Joe and he just like crushed my soul. It was like, I've been holding on to the hope that it won't be Labor Day weekend. He's like, no, he's like, it's definitely gonna be Labor Day weekend. It doesn't make sense for him to not do it then. It's when they're going to get the most ticket sales. Right, they can do Thursday to Sunday. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. I'm very concerned. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I have to be there. I have to. Yeah, you do. Like, I mean, God damn it, I have to quit my job. Are you kidding me? That's fine. <laughs> you can come work for me. Um, oh, Joe Bob. What do yes. you think? Which, what? Um, what's it called? Maniac Cop. One and two. Oh, very good. I called it. First time ever. Well done on that. Um, I love I, both those movies. Yes. I never saw two. Two. I, 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 I always like liked it. two. Yeah, two gets like a, a lot, lot of shit. I like and it a lot. I thought it was, I think it's fun. Yeah, I like it a lot. Uh, I think there's a third one. Yes. And it's uh, it's uh, what they call an Alan Smithy, which is for, it's a surname for directors who don't want credit. Uh-huh. Um. Apparently, the director and the writer both quit during production because it was just going off the rails. Yeah, I've never seen it, so yeah, it probably, didn't, probably didn't um, show well then. Speaking of Alan Smithy, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention this for Monster Mania. This is just an exciting thing for me. I don't know, and talking horror hosts, uh, if I've talked about Mr. Lobo on the show, I finally got to meet him. He was at Monster Mania. He had a table with all his, his stuff. Um, <clears throat> nice guy. It was just fun, like fun to talk BS with him. Yeah. And I did his little like fan club thing. You know, he signed a couple photos for me, gave me a bunch of stickers and like a cool certificate. I framed some of the stuff. You can, I put it on like a story on Facebook or, or Facebook, uh, Instagram or something. But it was fun. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, it's fun to, that, that's, that's I think what I miss about Monster Mania and it being so crowded now is like you could chat with people and you could do that here. It wasn't packed. Like it was full, but it wasn't shoulder to shoulder. You had room to breathe. And you could talk to people. Like, when you're in Cherry Hill, dude, it's just people trying to get through you to get to the table. Yeah. And you feel like you're just in the way. Like, I chatted up a shit ton of people that I had yeah, we, we seen. We never had any good chats. Yeah. Cherry I chatted up the VHS PS guy because he's selling Harry's Garage House movies for 30 bucks a pop. Oh. And I was like, 30? I was like, I get them from him for two for 20. He's like, yeah, dude. He's like, but he's not distributing anymore. I was like, yeah, I know that. And he's like, well what he has is, is the end of it. And he's like, go on eBay and look some, some of the movies are already up there. I was like, wow, I really had no idea. Did I go and look? No. Cause I own a bunch of them. So he's not distributing anymore. What's that all about? 
He's not buying movies anymore. Is he retiring? No, I think he's putting all his money into that space they're never opening. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're going to open it. I mean, it's been two years. I mean, years. It, was, it was pretty much set to open, so as far as construction and all that goes. I hope so. Now he probably just needs to like hire help, which is his own problem right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, but he had two of the Andy Milligan movies I had with slipcovers. And I was like, dude, I didn't even know he put out slipcovers. So he's like, yeah, he made like 100 and that's it. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I was like, yeah, cool. Are you charging thirty for those? Yeah, I got I got them. Like I said, two for twenty because I get them from Harry at the Mahoney. He's just yeah. trying to ship them off, I guess. At this point, hmm. they're fun movies too. If if you have a chance, like if you're in like, my deal is like bad old movies and cult cinema and horror, but like these are movies that you have to appreciate because they were made and then put in the Forty Second Street Grindhouse for. Two weeks, maybe, and then just lost the time because they didn't. Physical media wasn't a thing back then. They didn't have. Yeah, yeah, they weren't doing that. So they might not be the best movies, or as Mister Lobo says, they're not bad movies. They're just misunderstood. Truth. Um. So I was saving this during dinner because I wanted to discuss it uh, on air because you're my go-to guy for this. What the fuck's going on with WWE? Um, rumor has it they're gearing up for a sale. Now that rumor... I read some of the rumors that you told me, but like, how legit do you think it that is? That rumor pops up every once in a while. Um, I mean... I mean, look, unloading all these contracts, I don't see what else they could possibly be doing. The Aleister Black one's weird, because apparently they just hired his wife back to work with The Rock's daughter in NXT. So that's really weird. <laughs> I thought Braun Strowman was super weird. He's one of the... But apparently... So here's what I read about him. He's making like a million dollars. So like, it's a contract thing. I don't know. I have awesome plans for Braun Strowman if I was a booker and if he signs with AEW. Well, so that would be the most obvious thing for, for hopefully for him and Aleister Black, right? Well, the problem with... But do they have any more room in their roster and any more room... Money wise, to be giving out contracts. Yeah, I don't know. The problem they're not going to be able to give the same contract that Braun had in WWE. That's what I was going to say. The problem with AEW for him is that like a guy like Aleister Black knows his indie worth. There's there's guys who wrestle who know like Rob Van Dam, for instance. He knows his indie bookings are too high, so he knows he's not going to get many. So that's why he can go do stuff with like TNA and WWE and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and be fine Strowman was a wwe creation so like for him to go back onto the indies and be like yeah i want a thousand dollars a show or whatever for people are gonna be like for what yeah so he's gonna have to sign somewhere now alistair black he could you know, he knows, yeah he knows his worth and he could go to i think he'd go to japan and be very successful i don't think Strowman works in japan for a very long time, he could work in Japan, but like, he's not a re- like when Lesnar was in Japan, like he's a wrestler. He knows how to wrestle, whereas Braun Strowman's just kind of like a a, he, a spectacle. Well, you gotta give him credit. He learned a lot from the beginning until yeah. now, and got it together. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's crazy. He's he's like such a product of Bray Wyatt. I forget what podcast he was on uh, where he talked all about that, how, like, when he came in WWE, he had no clue what he was doing, 
and Bray like really took him under his wing and all that stuff. Yeah, I think he was just like a strong man competitor. Yeah, yeah. But I, it well, was... it, either way, it's a shame. But if it means that Vince is selling, as long as I'm not like thinking, like, oh, the grass is greener. I think that'd be great. Yeah, I don't know what the. I mean, it was, I'm just definitely it, out of nowhere. Just, like, there's there's no there's no uh, end in sight for there to be improvements for it to get the product to get better. Yeah, it's it's pretty brutal right now. Yeah. Um. And it, now and, and NXT is suffering like everything. Yeah, because they don't know. You know they make these stars in NXT. They bring them up, and they don't know what to do with them. So they just flounder. So from what I've read, Disney and NBC are the front runners. I would think NBC probably gets first the, crack because of the Peacock mm-hmm. deal. That makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. We'll just see. We will. We will indeed. I think if a sale does happen, you have to assume that there's something in place where like Triple H is. I hope in charge. Or would Vince make it? Oh no, Vince wouldn't do couldn't do that, right? Like, oh, I'll sell it to you, but I'm in charge. <laughs> no, yeah, like, that's that gonna work. That doesn't work, yeah. Yeah, I'll sell you it, but I'm still running everything. That's not how sales work, sir. <laughs> what else you got? That that's really it for me. I mean, I had a, a lot of fun with my little trips. I went to the Mahoning and saw Dawn of the Dead on uh digital four K restoration. It was lovely. Um the Galen Ross and uh, <laughs> the guy that plays Roger. I can't remember his name. They were there doing signings. Um, it was a fun night. It was, you know, just another. It was a Thursday night at the Mahoning. I enjoyed it. They played a secret movie, but I blacked out. I don't remember any of it. They took too long. They started playing it, like, I guess to get the screen focused. And then, like, it was like an hour later when it must have started. And I was just like. <laughs> passed out um you just reminded me i don't remember the date but it is relatively soon did you see the colonial is showing george romero's uh amusement park one night only it's saturday night dude i sent it i sent it to you yes they're doing texas chainsaw tomorrow night texas chainsaw 2 tomorrow night and then they're doing the amusement park on saturday but it goes to shutter june 8th so it's not like you're mm. if you miss it you're gonna be waiting around. I mean, it'd be cool to see it in theater. That's what I that's why I sent it to you because I was like yeah, it would be really cool to see it on the big screen because it's going it's the only showing in Pennsylvania. Saturday night. What time? Probably seven or eight. Yeah, I want to say seven. I don't close. Should we go see it? If we can get tickets. Report back. Yeah, I mean whatever. Um, I'm right. down for it. That's for sure. So I have a quick story. Okay. Random, but I love it. Okay. Did you hear this whole Steven Seagal thing? No. Oh, boy. Fucking Steven Seagal. Um, not helping with my huge fandom towards him because he's just a creep. Oh, boy. So the movie never happened, but I, I guess back in the day, he was supposed to have a movie with... um, I forget her name, as usual. She was the... She was an actress in um, ER. She was like big time in ER and like became like a household name and face because of that. Okay. Supposed to be, supposed to be the movie with Steven Seagal. They were going to do a script reading and Seagal had her come to his house. Oh, shit. Which she already found to be weird, but she's like, all right, I'll do it. Guess to his house. There's like no... One else there from the movie, no agents, nothing, just him and her. And 
to her account, it was, he was being kind of weird, and they were in like they were all set up to do the reading in the living room, and he had her go uh, sit on the sofa, and she sits on the sofa, and there's something really hard under her, you know, her tush, uh-huh. like, and she reaches like uh, maybe she sat like you know like the cushions have like that you know in between the cushions there's like that crack oh, yeah maybe she was sitting on that but she was able to easily reach in and there was a fucking gun there and Seagal's like oh sorry that's my gun so like in a very weird way like right off the bat clearly trying to like <clears throat> flex his muscles and run game by having her sit on a gun oh sorry that's my gun like let's oh like why don't we just uh, to be more comfortable move to the bedroom so they she reluctantly goes into the bedroom to continue or start the reading and then he started like I took her hand and started reading her palm and was continuing to lay down the game and then based on her palm reading told her that she has bad kidneys and then there was just all this creepiness and you know like, like nothing like headlines like right. you know like he didn't like try to hurt her or touch her or anything but just general very strong creepiness and I just thought him trying to run game by having her sit on his gun and like, oh, sorry, that's my gun. I must have left it there. Reading her palm and telling her she has bad kidneys. Like, come on, Seagal. I expect better out of you. I, I talk you up a lot just around town, everywhere. <laughs> just around, just at the local <laughs> pubs talking up Steven Seagal. And yeah, you'll let me down with this terrible, terrible, terrible story of you trying to run game on the check from ER. That's all I got. I'm sorry. I just wanted to share it sorry with you. Sorry your childhood I hero was, is... I was cracking up as I was reading the story. It's like, he said she had bad kidneys. What's going on here? Yeah, I got bad kidneys. I'll tell you what. Um, oh, ma'am. All right. Oh, wait. I lied real quick. Huh. Uh, the Colonial reminded me of it. I said that the nobody was there doing like movie prints. But uh, guy I work with, Chris, uh, Instagram at QFS Chris, I believe it is. Quiltface Studios Chris. Yeah, QF, QFS Chris. He does a lot of the prints for the Colonial events. He was there oh, selling yeah? his stuff too. Yeah, he did like the uh, Freddy one. I think he's doing. He did the Blob Fest one that's about to come out. He does a lot of them. Check out his Instagram. You can see them all. Has he been doing them for a while? Yeah. Oh, then I have one of his prints then. Yeah, cool. Um, this dude from work. I couldn't make it because I because of work, and he was going to see the burning at the Colonial. Yeah, he did and, that one, and he got me a sweet, sweet yeah. print for that. Yeah, he has a really good Killer Clowns one. It's a uh, It's like Terenzi Brothers popsicles or whatever, and it's cool. Nice. But yeah, I work with them. He's a good dude. Cool. All right, should we get into this wash this or die? Yes, because I think I snuck one in on you here and you weren't ready for it. Yeah, you certainly did. You snuck something right into my hole. Yes, sir. Sometimes, Let me tell you, sometimes you're, you're, you're a real son of a bitch because you tricked me into watching a goddamn trauma movie. I did. Sometimes when you want to be extra dirty, you got to be sneaky about Now, it. I knew about this movie before you recommended it, and I saw problems on uh, the old shutter, and I love the description because all it said was the... It says like the general masses get hypnotized by a rock and roll band, and I'm like, God damn it, I'm in. But I didn't know it was a Tremor movie, and you finally did it. You finally popped my cherry because I fucking love this movie. Oh yeah, it was so good. We're talking about Black Roses, indeed, a Tremor production. Well, it's an acquisition. Oh, it Truman. is. Yeah, it's just an acquisition, but it's one of the finer acquisitions. It it's a fun ride. Uh, just hit shutter, and like I said, it is um, essentially about. Um, I don't know why they in the description they say the general masses. It's a small town, 
and the kids of the town get hypnotized by this rock and roll band, very, very 80s hair metal band, Black Roses. And um, they're satanic, and they're trying to hypnotize the kids into doing their bidding and their killings, and it is just all kinds of goofy fun. Yes, sir. Uh, this is, um, if I understand correctly, like really early trauma, right? I mean, like I said, it's an acquisition. It's not them. They didn't make it. Yeah. Acquisition. Um, but it's directed by John Fasano, who is also responsible for Rock and Roll Nightmare with, uh, I believe, Gene Simmons and Ozzy Osbourne. What? I never yeah, seen you that. never seen that? No. <laughs> it's, it's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, that, you know, he, he wrote Darkness Falls. Which was I found that's, crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, that's pretty interesting. But that was his deal, like a uh, cheesy '80s zombie horror movies. So the makeup in this one is the makeup and the effects are a lot of fun. Yeah, some of it's really bad, and some of it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, like the uh, the scene. Um, I don't know. The actor's name, the the dad that's like in every uh, mobster movie. First of all, that's Big Pussy from The Sopranos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which like had me crack. There's so trauma guy. This has been on my list forever. I've just never seen it. Like it's one of those movies I've wanted to see forever. I just never have. So everything was a surprise to me. So when Big Pussy popped up, I just hysterically started laughing. And he was like, <laughs> Hilariously yes. inappropriate. And he is one of the two I think they say fucking this twice, and they're both perfectly placed and executed. So in, in this particular scene, he's like looking at the 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 record like possesses the stereo system, I guess, and he just real silly the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um What's the oh damn it, what's the Italian uh super Italian word? Use his words. Fangul. Oh, yeah, Fangul. Turn this music <laughs> off. I mean, this is fucking great. And then, like, do we mention the line? No, nah, it's, it's a. There's only two types of people that wear earrings, earrings. pirates, and. Uh, and can, <coughs> yeah. And then and, I don't uh, see any ships yeah, in the driveway. I don't driveway. see any ships in the driveway. <laughs> that is great. And his death was probably the best scene in the movie for me. Well, that, the effect, that was a cool the effect scene. on the stereo thing, on the record, like the yeah. possessed record. I and the little the monster guy was cool and pulls him through. Yeah. Like, I love how uh, that, that was a great vinyl record setup too with the, the huge speaker like mounted on the wall like that. That was yeah. cool. I just want to set it up before you get too deep. This is like small town America, middle of nowhere. Black Roses is a mega huge rock band who has never toured before. Yes, and only they, studio releases. And they chose to pick this tiny town to um, start their world tour. I don't Do they say like world tour or whatever? Just their first their, tour their ever. Their first tour ever. And the townsfolk, like, they're like such the kids, a they're like, <laughs> oh, like why are they going to start here? Like this must mean something for us. Yeah, they're such a huge band, yet they have to paper the town themselves, like put up flyers yeah. themselves. <laughs> and like, I like how the agent was like, oh, yeah, like, we, you know, we just want to start in a small town to get like their feet wet. We've only ever had one live show, or we've never had a live show except for one. Like, it well, didn't go that well. That's the, well. That's the very beginning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you notice the agent is just the Damien dude without the wig on? Oh, is it? Yeah. I didn't catch that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I love like the blatant ripoffs on on some of the characters. Like Johnny is he looks exactly like Emilio Estevez in Breakfast Club. Yep. But he has Judd Nelson's character. Yep, like, yep, yep. 
uh, that scene where he's like talking about, like what I was saying, he's like, oh, like they're coming to this this town for a reason. Like, why is it like they're doing like a um, um, like in a player? Like, why is he like swinging from the poles? Dude, and I shit? have that written down here. He's walking down the street like they're about to break out into like a musical. A musical, <laughs> yeah. He's like hanging. From he's the, like swinging from the poles, like wrapping around <laughs> yeah. like Mary Poppins. He's like, I'm going to paint this town in red and like. Like kind of like frolicking and running towards the fence. You get the feeling like he may have been like a stage actor. Yeah, he and must just have didn't, been. It didn't transition yeah. well. And then uh, Mr. Morehouse, who's like the cool teacher, who's clearly like the Robin Williams Dead Poet Society ripoff. Great uh, wardrobe in this though. That oh. orange and black sweater. Yeah, I his, gotta find that. He's his whole wardrobe through the movie is fire. Even at the end when he's trying to take him down, he's wearing that bright red safety vest. Yeah, with just, the plaid under yeah, it. Yeah, just to make plaid. sure. Make sure he doesn't get you know that orange and black fluffy sweater was fantastic <laughs> um there's this weird like relationship between him and that girl julie yep that like until you don't find out that he was like he dated the mayor's daughter this woman priscilla who like shits on him because he became a teacher that scene that's the dumbest fucking <laughs> that scene where she just rips on him and he's just like well you know what i'm doing good work whatever like, like, what was that all about? I don't know. She was just, like, laying into it. What did she expect him to do? She like, was just laying into his life. Like, like, he became a teacher. Oh, you're teaching these fucking kids. Yeah. And teaching in the suburbs. I think that's a pretty good gig, isn't it? Like, um, That was weird. <laughs> but she's, like, she's a goddamn, like, uh, what's the word? Like, a sultry bitch. Like, that's her deal. Like, she was probably, like, the hot shit when they were kids. And the... Boob scene was weird. So, dude, you're jumping all around. I I, I got to get there. Still. What do you want? What, uh, you want to like have some like, lineage like throughout yeah. the movie? Sorry, uh, it's, it's all right because I'm getting there. Don't you worry. <laughs> um, so obviously, like the band, they're satanic, and the singer's name is Damien. But you never he. I don't think he's Satan, right? Like he's no. I think they're supposed to be like weird demon minions types. from hell. Okay, like, yeah, because. There's a transformation where not very not satanic. Satan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, they they. But the opening scene, that seemed like it could have been somewhat. Yeah. It was much more. The opening scene demon song was much more like uh, Satan's minions than mm-hmm. what he became in the end. The songs are really good, by the way. I'm, I'm gonna get into like that. The songs. Um. But yeah, so anyway, they, they they have like a series of shows in this small town and brainwash the kids into killing their parents, which I found weird because well, and just wreaking havoc and beating yeah, them wreaking them havoc. Um, like essentially, the kids become like a biker gang after the show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and they're just like beating the shit out of everyone in town. But I love that like. I forget what point it is in the movie, but the paper boy's riding by and he's got like blonde hair and a pink shirt on. And all I'm thinking is like, oh, well, clearly this kid went to a different school because <laughs> every kid in town's fucking wearing black and yeah. like wreaking havoc. This the kid's still metal school. Yeah. This kid's just chucking paper still with his pink T-shirt on. Also, the I don't know if you noticed it real quick. The Death Records logo that's on the record, on the mm-hmm. possessor. I need a shirt with that. That's a fun little logo. It's just yeah, like so drippy death and pink. There's... um. That's one thing that I want to buy immediately. Do you think it exists? It's gotta. It's gotta. And I want this album. So I was, I was only. Br- it's real. I was you only get briefly... the songs. The songs are real. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> there's no. From what I could tell, that there was no band name. It's just a collection of people that artists. Are yeah. Artists. So Carmine Apiche is 
a I don't want to say famous drummer songwriter, but he's a, he's a pretty well round. He, he drums for like Rod Stewart. He uh he's been around the block. Let's just say, I think he was gonna drum for Vinnie Vincent on his tour that never happened. But anywho, pretty good songwriter. He wrote, I think. There's one song that there's like five songs that are all the same artist. Yeah, there's uh, a few random ones. Well, what, whatever the band is, I can't remember the band, but that's his, the band he was in at the time. But yeah, he rewrote most of the songs. The uh, songs were great. They're so, I loved all yeah, of them. They're so fun. Like I, like I want this album. But so it's not on Spotify. It's hit or miss on YouTube finding the songs. It has Waxworks not like released this. I and feel like they, it's coming, especially it now that it hit Shutter. Because, so I was able to find the CD on Amazon for $198. Whoa! <laughs> I was like, I don't, want the, I don't want the CD anyway. I think I was able to find, I didn't get to research it enough, but it looks like you can get copies. I don't know if it's a good edition or not. I mean, a uh, good quality or not, but you can get copies of the vinyl for like 40 which I would, pen, I would spay, spend 40 on this album. I, I want it. Yeah, especially if it's hard to find. But... Is wax is waxworks going to do it? I feel like they have to. Well, if they do, they better do the actual logo, like the the cover. Did you see like what she holds up? Like this is the image of evil, and it's like the happiest skeleton I've ever yeah. seen in my life. Yeah. And it's like if that's the the record cover, uh, and you're thinking that's the image of evil, it looks like a dollar store skeleton. I feel like either uh, waxworks or um what's the uh, or death waltz. So I haven't seen anything from death waltz in a while. They're doing a lot of uh, just like random new release movies mm. they're they're mondo so oh, I gotcha, I gotcha. um but someone's got to do it so should i hold off on buying the original yeah i mean if it's 40 bucks you can spare grab it i feel like just listening to this front front to back would be yeah, so fun awesome but for so this is what i was going to say about that the music so good the score atrocious it's yeah. like the worst, like yeah, that's a good point. Stock music score, like, and none of it never like. Well, fits. they blew all their money on. Yeah, them. they must have, because like the, it never fits the scene. Like it's yeah. always just very like cartoonish, and I'm like, what the? F- this doesn't make sense. Uh, I'm trying to think of other kills, and I thought it was funny too. You knew, even if you were like the dumbest like movie watcher and had no idea, like you knew that the band was going to be satanic because every adult in the beginning of the movie speaks logically. Like, ah, it's just a fad. And you remember when you were a kid and Elvis Presley and the kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love the mayor. Yeah. The mayor's great. And every, every new music's evil in the devil. And it's like, yeah, you know that it, it can only end with them actually being satanic. Um, the mayor had a lot of fun, goofy lines. Oh my God. Come over. I'll, I'll break the ice between you and Pris. He kept calling her Pris, and I was like, oh, this is so bad. Stop that. So anyway, uh, fast forward. The kids become evil, right? (laughs) Mr. Morehouse is on the phone. This is my favorite line in the movie. He's on the phone with the mayor. He's like, something's wrong here. He's like, ah, it's just kids acting out. He's like, bad kids, bad music, bad news. (laughs) (laughs) Get that tattooed on your chest. That's that's coming right down my my calf. <laughs> All right, so I guess we could jump into. I mean, I got more to talk about, but I want to know because I'm going to get into them now. What's your favorite kill? It's got to be the pussy one. Like he, that record. I love that one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mine because of its sheer lunacy and the entire scene is 
the strip gin seduces the dad to death. Yeah. Literally does nothing (laughs) except for touch his leg and take her brow off and the man dies. Now, what makes it even crazier is that the next scene is the daughter at school with the counselor and him asking her, like, you know, like, how do you feel about this and blah, blah, blah. And she goes, well, I didn't even know till my mom got home. From, they didn't find him till my mom got home from Bridge Club at 3 a.m. Who's playing the hell bridge? Kind of bridge Club? Is this <laughs> Newsflash? My grandmother got home from Bridge Club at like eight o'clock, six thirty. Yeah. <laughs> Newsflash: Your mom's not out playing bridge. She's probably a stripper. Like three a.m. Bridge Club. Stop. <laughs> but that's my favorite. Just that lunacy of like strip gin. First of all, gin takes a while to play. So to play strip gin would take like a couple days probably. <laughs> <laughs> and secondly, yeah, like it's like she touches his knee and pops her bra off. And the man has a goddamn heart attack. And they're playing like the heartbeat tone yeah. like over the whole scene. And it just gets faster and faster and faster. Um, so let's talk about these boobs. I mean, nice boobs, but it was just a weird scene. Dude, what was happening there? I have it here. Intense self boob rubbing, <laughs> which then leads to an ashtray bludgeoning. By, like, the sweetest girl in the movie. Yeah. So, clearly, they're not her boobs because they never show her face the whole time. She's just... Yeah, which, yeah completely, She's like just neck rubbing them in the mirror. And like, she's, like... It's like they were trying to convince us that, like, oh, yeah, like this is how women masturbate. They just aggressively rub their nipples. Look, it pictures the Damien in front, in front of, of candles. some candles yeah. and just aggressively rub their nipples. I was like, what's, what's going on here? Um, so, that leads to her, like, bludgeoning her stepdad with an ashtray, which I thought was, like... Wow, things just got brutal. Like mm-hmm. that was pretty brutal. And then it goes that in the uh, throat slit. That's what I was going to next because it leads right into her slitting Priscilla's throat, which was like pretty graphic. That was yeah. a good throat slit. And then you find out later, and I think it makes it even worse when the mayor calls Morehouse, and he's like, "My sweet Priscilla's gone." And he's like, "What happened?" He's like, "Some sort of accident. Her car caught on fire." So the chick slit her fl- throat and lit her car on fire. Mm-hmm. I was like. Damn, <laughs> things escalate. This lighthearted movie just got really messed up. Then, that I mean, that's at the point. Like once the throat slitting happens, that's when everything just goes like crazy. Yeah. So, her transformation, I thought was really cool. Like the the demon monster she becomes when she's trying to blow Mister Morehouse. Yeah. <laughs> And then he smacks her with a tennis racket. With a tennis racket. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, no. The wires broke on the tennis racket. This weapon's useless now. <laughs> um, that was super cool. But Damien's transformation, I wasn't really buying. No. And it was like, intri- like what he became. That's why I said like it was it's like, like a weird like, tur- it like it, an it alligator me, monster. It, it reminded me of like a, a, a bad villain from like TMNT or something. Yeah. Or like a really shitty knockoff of the creature. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, it did not look like a demon by any means. Like, the yeah. kids in that scene turned into, like, zombie-looking things, which made sense to me. I was like, all right. Yeah, yeah. But, like, he turns into, like, the alligator, alligator man. Alligator. I was like, I don't... Turtle man. I don't get this choice at all. Um, But, like... And the little, like, the, like the fight scene was bad. Oh, well, it's, it's a terrible conclusion. Like, Morehouse... There's a lot of, like, pow, and then poosh. Yeah, Morehouse, the dude, Mr. Morehouse, like, goes to the... <laughs> Goes to the gas station and fills up a gas canister. Film this. This is the scene. Him paying the gas station attendant for this is in the movie. And then he like, wa- 
gets some road flares and like sneaks off to the school. All the kids are like hypnotized by Damien. And like, I guess they're supposed to be just so into Damien. They don't notice he's there, but in his bright red vest walks right down the aisle and starts dumping the gasoline on the stage. And it takes like five minutes before Damien even notices him. And he's like, ah, Hey, grab him. <laughs> Get him. <laughs> and then uh, they have their terrible fight, which is not much yeah. of a fight. Here's what I don't get, and they don't explain it. So all the other kids, spoiler alert, he lights Damien on fire. Oh, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it. So the Damien burning scene. Terrible. Like... <laughs> You can tell they just like laid in some flames in like the bottom of the Yeah. The they they screen. do that in cruel jaws as well. And then he's like just like flailing. Flailing. Yeah. Like, it's so bad. The costume and everything. Okay, but here's what I want to get into. When Damien transforms, Julie's all feeling on his junk, and then she realizes what's happening and starts freaking out. All the other kids are still hypnotized. They don't get unhypnotized until Damien gets lit on fire. So, Julie realizes what happens. Morehouse fights with Damien, grabs Julie, and no lie, throws that bitch on the floor to get her out of the way. Like, doesn't, like, push her to safety, doesn't, like, grab her and move her, straight shoves her in the back, and she just face plants on the floor. Like, (laughs) it's not, like, a hidden, like, they didn't try to hide it. She just flattened out, boom. And that is him saving her, I guess? Because he finally, you know, he lights the stage on fire. Then he does like the most terrible dive in the world to get out of uh, harm's way. And then it ends with like him and the mayor having beers in his living room. Yeah. And then you find out, you find out the Black Roses is about to go on tour again because I guess they never really died. Mm -hmm. Can't burn no demons. They come from the fire. Come from the fire. Um, I give this a hard watch. Oh, definitely. It's just. As, as much as we've been saying how bad certain things are and how goofy things are, it, it's a very, very enjoyable, fun watch. Yeah, it's fun. It's short, 84 minutes. And if you're in any way into 80s heavy metal, this is going to be a, a great no doubt. great ride for you. No doubt. Um, there was some weird stuff along the way. I just like, you know me, you're always yelling at me for like, yeah, you're just examining it too hard or whatever. But like, so Johnny comes home from wherever goes up to his room, puts on the the Black Roses record, strips down, lights a cigarette in his bed, and he's just laying there. Then that chick shows up, and they just start banging. And then he gets up out of bed, puts that glove on, and grabs the gun to go shoot his dad. Mm. Then the chick disappears. Did he hump his bed? Like, did he hallucinate that? Like, did they fool him into thinking there's a woman, and he's just banging his bed? I think that's what they were going for, yeah. Yeah, because that, like... That bothered yeah, me. Yeah, there was no one. And like, there was no one there. Was that chick? It was, right. Yeah. Like, so, and some random chick just came in, and he was yeah, just totally I think like, yeah, like part burn. of it was part of his hit, hypnotized hallucination, hallucination uh, type deal. But yeah, the dad's reading the paper. Just oh wait, the whole movie. That's all he does. He yeah. read the paper. It's fun, man. Shoots yeah. him right through the paper. The, the effects the are definitely glove. hit or miss. Um, the. Uh, Overall, very good, though. Yeah, that second F-bomb I was talking about is uh, Mr. Morehouse when uh, Julie transforms. And he gives a little, what the fuck? (laughs) It's enjoyable as shit. I don't know much about the John Fasano um, director, 
I haven't seen all of Rock and Roll Nightmare. I've seen bits and pieces of it. But if it's fun as fun as this, I can't wait to watch the whole thing. Um you know, Shudder comes through, man. They they'll just release like a a clump of of movies and I I think to some people it's like, "Oh, this is hit or miss," but if you know what you're looking for, they they generally have a a good uh finger on the pulse like some of that stuff's so bad it's good. I'm not a huge fan of um some of the newer stuff they put on just because I never really heard of most of it. Um even some of it like I thought like what was that next of kin movie? They've been putting on some weird stuff. I, yeah, I don't know. That's not new though, right? It's like an old Australian movie or something. I don't think it's super old. Wasn't it like mid 2000s? I don't know. Some of it's a hard sell for me is what I'm saying, just because of the time period and like I've never heard a thing about it. Yeah. Um But yeah, I mean they did uh Black Roses and Mother's Day, which are two of like the finer trauma movies if, you know, you want to get into your definition of good. Mother's Day is it's something you, you should watch. If it. I like this one, I'll have to give Mother's Day is not Mother's as fun. Day. It's more dark. Okay. But it's it's watchable. All right. Um Yeah, I don't know. I mean Shutter's is throwing some weird stuff out there. Yeah, I mean June eighth, like I said, the amusement park comes on. I'm very looking forward to that very yeah. much. Um what I would like to do for our next episode would be uh Skull the Mask. Some so Portuguese what's the synopsis for that? I don't know, but it looks Neither. bonkers. Especially after like the success of Psycho Gourman. Like Yeah. If it's and I don't know about Portugal's monster. horror game, but I wouldn't mind checking out. See what see what Portuguese people are all about. Then do it. Um. Yeah. So definitely give it a watch. This. Yes. I uh, absolutely. Let me grab those. Oh yeah. Closing beers. Closing beers. Yeah. I wish that. I'm sure he watched it intently, as he's playing with his cell phone as usual. I just wish that Shutter would do like a big clump of trauma movies and not like the the famous ones like those like they did throw death by temptation on there that's another trauma acquisition uh samuel l jackson's in it it's like his first movie ever i thought his first movie ever was true romance samuel l mm-hmm. no death by temptation man you sure yeah death def death hmm. by it's on it's yeah, on shutter i, I right saw now. that show up yeah but if yeah it would be fun if they did like a curated trauma thing they seem to have a pretty good relationship with Lloyd, even though he uh, is an angry old man these days. What's uh, Joe Bob doing this week? I haven't heard anything. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Yeah, that's it. I don't know. Um, not really news, but one story I forgot to tell you about before we did Watch This or Die. New comic book series that I have not started yet, but I have high hopes for. Uh. TMNT, The Last Ronin. Have you heard of this? No. It's only on issue three. It sounds uh, very interesting. I ordered the first three issues online. It's going to be a, uh, a five-part series. And so I'll have to let you know how it turns out. But I guess it's um, in the future. Three of the four turtles have been murdered. 
There's only one left. They don't reveal who it is. Venus. Huh? Venus. No. And uh, it was, I guess he has like a cloak. The first couple. Venus. Issues. And um, so, yeah, the foot finally, I guess, got them and mur- murdered three of them. And now he's out for revenge. And Shredder's like nephew is now in charge what? of the foot. So that means like Shredder had a brother or sister? I don't know. I guess I'll get into it. But it's supposed to be really good and super dark. So I'm going to dig in and I'll let you know how it is. Yeah, I'll borrow it off here. It's good. Only five parts. So that's easy enough. Yeah. All right. I just want to share that. Thanks. All right. Closing beers. We have the Austin Brothers Beer Company. Only had a couple things from these guys, but they have been pretty, pretty good. This is the Hoplock IPA. Good wrestling reference. It's got a couple luchas on the front. Sparn. Uh, let's see. This mon. Oh, shit. I didn't read that part. Uh oh, what happened? This monster triple IPA. Oh, fudge. It's aggressively dry hopped with citra and mosaic hops. Put your taste buds in a figure four hop lock and make them tap out. Dr. Love, you might want to put the uh, recorder on autopilot. I thought we were seeing Because I got about. A, I'm going to have about an hour worth of stuff to say. It's a nice uh, 12 ounce can. Oh, God, this will be safe to go along with the opening beer of a double hmm. IPA. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Okay. I'll okay. kick you right in the face. Yeah. I'll hop lock your taste buds. Hey, we might as well just start drinking 40s of old English on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Got a case Good. of 40s. We'll record. Um, Speaking of the show, coming up, I think we're going to do some more washes or dies. Uh, I think it's a little easier and a little more fun sometimes for us to just kind of watch a movie. And, you know, we've been getting into these, these bullshitting sessions before the episodes that are running 45 minutes and you know not everyone wants to listen to a three-hour marathon uh we got some guests lined up hopefully they're going to come through uh zoom has been uh uh clutch yeah helpful and we got a couple guys that are pretty excited to come on the show um i know one of them's definitely coming on he's not bashful by any means just a matter of lining up our schedules um the other one will be a ball busting episode for sure. They will hear Brother a lot. Shane. Brother Shane will be getting ripped into. But uh with him, it, it's gonna be a doozy of a list because we're doing all shutter originals. And we gotta watch this or die lined up for that for him as well. So oh, we're gonna do that all in the same episode? No. Uh, but I'm saying I'm not sure which one we're gonna do first. Right, right. But we have a watch this or die, which I don't want to talk about yet because it's still a blank canvas for me and you at least. Um yeah, he's he's already watched, but I'm going into this one with some pretty wild expectations. Oh, you haven't watched it yet? No, no, have you? No. Oh, good. Okay. I'm going in with very low expectations. Oh, I have like, this better be nutty. I like... We'll probably do that first because kind of ease him in. Yeah. Yeah. The storyline sounds very interesting to me, like with the whole thing with an alien taking over his body. Well, you just ruined what it is, I guess. So. No, you didn't say it, though. <laughs> but just the way Shane describes it, I'm like, ah, I might not be into that. Th- this just sounds like it's something that's right up his alley, so he loves that. Uh, Wacky that stuff. Of, yeah. He, he's a reefer addict. <laughs> <laughs> he also has a whiskey addiction and uh, won't drink on work nights anymore. Good for him. Yeah. I mean, his house, I mean, 
this has nothing to do with anything, but his house apparently he put a nice big deck on the back. Mm-hmm. I, it might be it might now? might be hard to get him out of there for at least the next year, year and a half. It's tough, man. There's a lot of stuff to take care of. I guess, dude. I live in a fucking shit apartment. Like, whatever. Yeah, but I have a feeling soon you're going to have a house. My biggest responsibility is, like, watering my plants. And I can't even keep up with that. I, the time. I did just buy a sweet coffee table from <laughs> Goodwill. <laughs> I never uh, liked your coffee table, so I'm glad you upgraded it. Uh, I'm going to finally do the thing with that. And, oh, good. Yeah, and then I bought this bomb-ass, like, wooden... Oh, it's it's kind of chipped up. Needs like a paint job, but it's really nice. Something tells me. Just give it to Steph. She'll restore it for you. Yeah, I mean, I'll let her if she wants to. Um, something tells me you're gonna be a houseman soon. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna be a pickup truck man if I head on the Belmont Saturday. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Here's the plan. Okay, I want to sell the the Civic for like four grand straight up. Four grand, we'll do it. If I hit the trifecta on Saturday. Now, mind you, I only missed the Kentucky Derby by a horse. I got completely fucked on the Preakness. Yeah. And then the Belmont is like the hardest one to bet. But it will reap the biggest benefits. If I can hit for like, I don't know, three, four grand, sell the car, that's an eight grand down payment on like a 30 some thousand dollar pickup truck. Plus I got a little of my savings. I just want my pickup truck, man. That's all I want. I just want a Ford Ranger. Why the Ranger cost that much? Dude, they're like thirty starting. Why are we talking about this on air? Because we we have to. Because we have to rant now that we have a triple IPA. <laughs> uh, they base at like thirty, but the bases are like impossible to find, and they're always white because construction companies. Yeah. So like the nicer ones go up to like thirty-two to thirty-eight. Now I do like that Bronco. But you said you got afford that. Nah, the baseline one's only like thirty. Oh, well, yeah, but that's like a Ford Escort. Right, you crack. said it was yeah, yeah, don't poopy. Do that. Yeah. All right, let's discuss. If this anyone wants to get... buy me a Ford Ranger, <laughs> and I'm I'm looking to get a Ford, I mean not Ford, a uh, Subaru Forester Sport, oh. which I'm very excited about because you guys all care about yeah. this. Yeah, you know how like all those like hot Instagram chicks and that they'll have like oh on my Amazon wish list. Well, me and Vinny have a wish list and it's just one I car. I wish I could put my Amazon <laughs> wish list up and people would buy me stuff. And all these girls, they put stupid shit on there. Like I would have sweet Blu-rays. Oh, speaking of Blu-rays, I didn't talk about this. Did you partake in the Vinger- Vincent? Uh... Uh, nothing was really catching my eye. Okay. there's a. You, you but gotta... I'm excited about Severance is coming up. Yeah, halfway of the year. Yeah, um, yeah I'm excited for I'm that I'm definitely going to make a lot of pe- purchases. I uh, actually already know that I will be buying the peanut butter solution. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently it is a very popular movie from some 80s kids. A lot of 80s kids are like, oh, my God, you've never seen it? I'm like, no. I've never even heard of it until Severin released it. Like, you have to you have to see it. You have to see it. So, hmm. and I'm going to pick that up automatically. Um, Vincent, I picked up Bloodhook. Uh, That's a good pickup. Yeah, I love Bloodhook. It just sucks because when you buy these things so late, you don't get the sweet slip covers. Yeah. But... What did I pick up? I picked up that Raw Force, which they just showed at the Mahoning for Zombie Fest. Uh, read the synopsis. I assure you, it is bonkers. Have you uh, seen it, or is it blind? No, I've never seen it. But like, read the synopsis. It's about yeah. like a, a kung fu clan that goes to an island full of cannibals and zombies and like fights. Sweet. <laughs> and then uh, this other movie I got. It's like a regional Florida movie made by like a 19 year old kid. It's called like There's Something Out There. It's it's from like the 80s or something. But I was like, yeah, I'll have to check that out. All right. Fun stuff. 
Um, sorry about the rambling. Well, that's stuff I think people care about. Yeah. Our cars, they do not. Well, they should. <laughs> See me rolling down Bridge right. Street. So we'll be rolling in with um, two washes or dies with two separate guests. Also, Brother Pete um, wants to do a to go along with our. We did our our very fun '90s action movie list list. So we're gonna do an '80s action movie list with Brother Pete. You'll be hearing that uh, very soon. So we got some stuff in the works. Yeah, we've always had stuff in the works. It's just people keep bailing and. Well, no, no one's bailed in a while. Yeah. Oh, and our buddy uh, Calico Chris said, "Let him know he's ready to zoom." So, for Godzilla or something else? Uh, probably Godzilla. I mean, mm. I would assume he would wouldn't have texted me and said, "I'm ready when you guys are." Well, there's I mean, there's plenty of topics we can do with him. The man is a Godzilla freak. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he does not need time. I started following his kaiju. Bunch. Oh, I love it. I told you he's getting a lot of good shit. Uh-huh. A lot of good shit. His Hedorah, the the smog monster to some people, one of the coolest figures ever. And it's like one of the worst movies, but that figure is so awesome. Yeah, he's got good stuff. Yeah. Long live the king, King Ghidorah. Want to wrap it up? Yep, let's do it. All right, man. And uh, until hopefully next week, hopefully we'll get back yeah, on the weekly basis. We'll be, we'll be back next week. Oh, don't promise anything. I'm promising. Oh, boy. All right, until then, I'm Jeff, he's Vinny. Love, peace, and chicken grease. We are out of here. We are out.